Hello, humans. How are we doing? Happy Monday. We're here. It's a Monday. No more needs to be said. This morning, I I made my coffee. And then the coffee was then spilt all down my front when my cat attempted to take the coffee from me. It was a crime. It was a true crime. And instead of doing run from men today, our crime segment, we're doing run from cats because she attempted to take the latte from my hand. And it, then I made a second cup, put it down, and she knocked it over trying to get to her food. Don't even ask me how she attempted to do that because, yes, my coffee was on the counter and, yes, her food was on the floor. So don't even get me started. She and I are fighting this morning. Karma and I are in a massive fight, okay? Huge fight. She keeps wanting to sit on my lap as I podcast, and I can't because I need my computer on my lap. And there's a lot of things when you podcast. There's a lot of electronics. She steps on things, and she's the most amazing creature. But today, she chose chaos, so I try to give her a nice little setup in the sun. No, she goes, she doesn't like it. She doesn't like it. I can't please this creature. I can't. And then I watched a TikTok video where it was like, you know, if you're not doing A, B, C, D, E, F, G for your cat, they're miserable. And I'm like, I'm not doing any of those things. So then I went to Petco and then I spent money on toys that she has not touched. I got her a different type of food to see if she, I don't know. I was like, is she bored? I was like, let me get her a new flavor. She loves the new flavor. I mean, I mean, she ate it. I don't know. It kind of sent her hyper. She ran around like a lunatic after eating it last night. And then this morning has just been cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. So I, I don't know. I, I'm just sick of being told by cat behavioralists on TikTok that I'm doing a bad cat mom job. But whatever. Happy Monday. That's my drama. Welcome to today's episode. We have a lot to get through. This might be longer than usual. So buckle up. Okay. The Golden Globes were last night. I did not attend them. Like we said, I will be there next year. I will probably be nominated for something. <laughs> I probably will be. I Watch watch me. What, let's see what I could do with a year. You want to bet? Let's see what I could do with one year. It might have to be the Golden Globes after that I'm nominated, but I'll get invited to the Golden Globes next year just because of release dates. So let, let's 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 just play with 2025 Golden Globe nomination. Let's go with that, okay? All right, here's my thing. Last night was wild, and it was wild for so many reasons, okay? I watched it live on the website, on the Golden Globes website, which means that I could see, like, moments in between when they're on commercial break, they just pan cameras through the, the celebrities there so you can watch their interactions. Trust me, this is important. So... There were some important moments caught on camera, and we're going to get into them. But first, I want to talk about this. If you didn't know, Taylor Swift was nominated. We talked about this on my episode last week, all right? She was nominated for, like, best box office performance or whatever. Basically, it's how well it does at the box office, and she lost, which, honestly, I'm not that surprised at because I feel like it was... If it had won, I think it would have snubbed another movie that needed to win that's not me I was really hoping Taylor would win but when she lost I was like probably a good thing because Barbie won and then that was like the only thing Barbie won and Barbie deserves some credit so Barbie won 
which honestly, it's better. They needed the win. They needed a win. They needed a win. They need to go forward. You know, Margot Robbie's production company and Greta, they all need to make more amazing movies made by women for everyone, not just for women. And I think it's important that they get some some credit because they put a lot that this movie took years, like years. I listened to an interview with Margot Robbie where she was talking about like, this has been like over five years in the making apparently so like you know this is very it was it is important that they get some award season credit for it um so it can live on further and they can put that on you know all their publications so I think I think it's important I think Barbie needed to win I think they I think they needed the win they needed the the credit they needed the acknowledgement I'm here for that why not and I'm just going to talk about like being a good person this is a great example of how Taylor is a good person I will say like it if you listen to the live feed of just the room in the commercial breaks it's actually pretty awkward especially when it's just very awkward and we'll get even more into that in a second but Taylor Swift like when they're clapping when someone wins it's actually pretty awkward in the room like on TV they make the applause sound bigger than it is in the room it's actually pretty awkward because like people are having their own conversations half the time like 50% of the audience is not paying attention I want to point that out. There is no like it's not like the Oscars where they fill with seat fillers all the back rows of the Dolby Theater, which I graduated at the Dolby Theater. Okay, I've been in the Dolby Theater. I've actually I was the valedictorian of my year that we graduated. So I spoke on the Dolby Theater stage and that's where they hold the Oscars. Right. It is such a large space to fill. They fill it for the Oscars. Every single human being in the entertainment industry is invited. And then they have to use seat fillers to fill the rest of the auditorium. Like, that's how big the theater is, okay? So, for the Golden Globes, it's just tables in a ballroom. I've also been to the... the, Where they hold the Golden Globes, I've been there too. I went to a charity event there. And it's very... Like, they fill it with tables but it's not it's it's big but it's not massive. The stage takes up quite a bit of it. Like there needs to be room to walk between tables. There needs to be room for the the caterers and the waiters and everything. So like it's pretty scarce. So there's not thousands of people in this room. There's hundreds, but there's not thousands. So it's pretty awkward if like 50% of the audience or maybe even 70% of the audience isn't clapping and somebody wins. Especially for some of the less well-hyped categories, it's really awkward. And you can hear it when they, they like accidentally cut to the live audio of just what's the dead air in the room. It's really awkward. So Taylor stands up and gives a st- starts the standing ovation for Barbie winning in the category that she lost for. And honestly, that's a true moment of, yeah, stand the up. Like, stand up. Like, what are you doing? You're here for a couple of hours. You haven't done anything else all year, you guys. Like, most of you haven't worked this past year because of the strike. Like, celebrate a win. Celebrate a win. Stand up. Like, it takes two seconds. Clap. Pay attention. It really, I had no idea how awkward it was and how many people were just being rude. I'm going to just hop into this now. When the you can hear it, especially when you watch the feed I watched, when the presenters go to present different categories, you can hear everyone talking and yelling and being obnoxious 
over the presenters. And it was the most rude thing ever. It was so rude. And they're given warning. Like the the quote unquote audience of celebrities is given warning. They're given a three minute warning to start wrapping it up and return to their seats. Then they're given a one minute warning. And then they're given a countdown, which isn't even the real countdown. They're given a countdown from 10, which is when technically they go live, but it's playing like the intro on live TV to the Golden Globe. So there's like the logo and it's like, welcome back to the Golden Globe. That takes about 30 seconds. So that's 30 seconds until they go live into the room. But the broadcast has technically started. And so these people are still like they have so much. They have so many warnings. They have so many warnings and they don't listen. And Taylor is the epitome of someone who listens, who's paying attention, who's there in the room to support. She's not even like, yes, she is an actor. She's done acting jobs. But like she was nominated for a film where it was basically a mu- a music a musical film, right? And she's she's being more respectful than the actors in the room. And it blew my mind how rude people were. Like there were even some presenters who were like, "Can I talk because it's so loud in the room behind me and you can hear it." You could he- it blew my mind. I was like, "What what is going on?" If I was in that room, I would have freaking screamed at these people. Like how one night you've got one night to be quiet one night and you can talk in between everything else just be quiet I don't know it blew my mind even when people were giving their acceptance speeches people were talking like full volume not whispering like you're gonna whisper okay talking full volume screaming like it really it really really upset me I was like wow like It just goes to show the lack of respect people have. And no matter how much money you have or how much fame you have, it doesn't mean you're a respectful person. And it doesn't even mean you can be respectful of other rich and famous people. Apparently, you don't respect anybody. It was so weird to me. I was like, all right. And like I've met a a lot of well-known people since being in this industry. Like a lot of them. Some are great. Some are truly heinous human beings and so it's just like meeting anyone it's like okay that person was great okay that person was not great but just taking it to this level of like talking you're like you're being broadcast live like aren't some of them scared that like if they're caught being rude during presenting or like accepting awards that they're gonna get canceled I can see that happening so just saying maybe they should be more careful I don't know Okay, so a moment we have to talk about. During one of these these ad breaks where it was live streamed of the audience, uh, a cameraman, a man who deserves a raise, by the way, who deserves so much money for capturing this. So Selena Gomez, not at Taylor Swift's table. She's at her only murders in the building table, right? Comes over to Taylor Swift's table, leans over Taylor Swift, where Taylor Swift is sitting with her guest, Kelly Teller, who, if you don't know, is the wife of Miles Teller, but... <laughs> Him being an actor, he was not there to my knowledge, but Kelly was there as Taylor's guest, which I think is just like the most amazing thing ever. So he's there. She's sorry. So she's there. 
uh, Selena walks over, leans over Taylor and is saying something and her mouth isn't covered. So we're all like everyone on the internet is like, what what is this woman saying? Like someone read her lips now to the best of the quote unquote TikTok lip readers out there. Okay, and this is all like obviously very guessed at what she is saying. We don't actually know what she is saying. Okay, I can't be more clear about that. What everyone is guessing and news reports are alleging she is saying is that she tried to have a picture taken with Timothy Chalamet, Timmy T. And Kylie Jenner, who was there as Timothy Chalamet's plus one as his date, because they're dating, apparently, said no. And we can only tell this by brief moments where we can see their lips and especially of Kelly Tellers and what she's saying because it looks like she says with Timothy and then is like completely shocked so like if I had obviously it's something if we're reading her lips right it's something to do with Timothy Chalamet or I mean I guess it could be another Timothy but we don't know another Timothy in this ballroom do we so look the guesses out there on the internet are that Selena Gomez tried to take a picture with Timothy Chalamet, asked, and was shut down by Kylie Jenner. And it caused, an, I mean, it was it caused enough of a reaction from Taylor Swift for her to basically, she, it looks like she's saying a bunch of, like, swear words in shock. So, like, it, and it, there's shock on their faces. That's fact. Like, there's shock on their faces. Like, they're like, what? So... Something went down there. And all I have to say is I, if this is true, I have speculated as to the reasons Kylie could, could not want a picture taken with Selena Gomez of her man. Let's get into it. Okay. I did. And this is like factual reasons that could not factual, but like a family tree reason of, of why she could not want a picture to be worth a thousand words here of Selena Gomez and Timothy Chalamet, which I'm sure there's pictures of them together out there. Okay, so down the tree. Selena Gomez used to date Justin Bieber, right? Okay, Justin is married to Haley Bieber now, and his wife, Haley, is besties with Kendall Jenner. Maybe Kylie didn't want there to be a moment on the internet where it looks like there's like maybe she didn't want a headline to come out of it sure okay I will say Kylie skipped the red carpet and I feel like she's always going to be a red carpet girly so she skipped the red carpet for a reason she was trying to fly no headline I feel like with the Golden Globes which sure I think when you're coming as a plus one to someone something and you're Kylie Jenner you probably don't want to do the red carpet if you're the plus one like you weren't invited <laughs> You weren't invited. <laughs> You're the plus one. So I, I I can understand that. That makes sense. Then you have the tree of Taylor Swift. Okay. She's the most famous person on the planet right now. She's most fam- arguably most famous person on the planet. And she is besties with Selena Gomez. And the internet has recently been kind of coming at Kim a bit from things she did in the past with her involvement back in the day with attempting to say negative crap about Taylor, right? Like stuff that has has really resurfaced and come back to kind of bite Kim in the butt, which is, I don't know why we're bringing that back up, but sure. So that direct connection and a photo of like between Selena, like Taylor's bestie and like Kylie's guy, 
I mean, she would have no con- control. Kylie would, ha- Kylie would have no control of where that picture went or if it became a headline or if it didn't become a headline. And I will say that this, I think the Kardashians are very, very strategic with their headlines. I will say I think they're very strategic. I think everything is a business move. So I think there was a reason for it. Like I think it, there was, it wasn't just her being, if this happened, I don't think it was her just being rude. I think there was a, a legitimate strategic headline caring about public image reason behind it. I don't think she just said no to say no, you know, like I don't think that at all. So I think that if this is true, then I could see Kylie having a bunch of reasons for not wanting Timothy to take a place, take a photo, sorry, with Selena and then just that go out into the world. And also like because there were cameras everywhere, like the cameras picked up everyone taking pictures together. So then like even if the picture didn't make the light of day, the video of them taking the picture might have. So like, there's a lot there. I wish we had, if this did happen and it's a big, if we don't know, we have no clue if this really happened. Right. If this did happen, happen, I'm surprised there wasn't a moment where the cameraman picked it up. Unless Selena sent someone over to ask Timothy. Um, because like, if you look at the video of Timothy and Kylie together, they literally don't speak to essentially anyone else. Until the end of the awards, Timothy is speaking to a couple of other guys. But, like, they spend a good portion of the show, and it cuts to them in every commercial break, just talking to each other. So, which is great pop-off for them. They clearly like each other. That's, that's, that's great news. I was living, though, for the cameraman who caught this gossiping moment between Selena, Taylor, and Kelly. Like, it was genius. He deserves a raise. He deserves recognition. Or she. I don't know. Man or woman. We don't know. And they got the inside scoop in a real moment because you can tell like Taylor's reaction was so genuine and she couldn't control it. So, you know, it was legit because she has a poker face and she can pull out that poker face whenever she needs it. And she knows she's being watched. So give that camera person a raise. Okay. The winners of the golden globes. I'm going to talk about this. Like I'm just going to give you like my best moments in my opinion. I was so happy for Elizabeth Debicki. De, Debicki? Debicki? I'm so, no, Debicki. I'm so sorry if I'm pronouncing your name wrong. Honestly, I've never heard it said out loud, and I've heard it said, said a bunch of ways, if I'm honest. So I apologize. She's Australian. She played Diana in The Crown, and she was brilliant. And she took this. She went so method, <laughs> which is great. But I just, I, you can just tell she's a genuine actress, and she's just... She's just so genuine about her act. She takes it so seriously. And that's so rare these days. <laughs> I just I respect that so much. I'm just I'm so into her whole thing. And I think she's just such a genuine person. And she doesn't she doesn't apologize for who she is. Like she's very raw and intentional with her words and she's very educated and she speaks from a place of intellect and and emotion and just honesty I really like her like I've listened to a bunch of interviews with her I just really like her and she just looks timeless she just seems like one of those time she gives me Meryl Streep energy like she just looks like she is a it feels like she is a timeless actress and I'm very excited for um her and to see what she does next because there people are going to be banging down her door oh and she won she won against Meryl Streep. Like she was nominated 
alongside Meryl Streep and she won. Like, can you just, I, she must be on cloud nine today. Like, I'm not saying it's like, a, you know, your goal, your goal is to, you know, beat out your fellow nominees, but just to be nominated alongside someone like her. But just to be nominated alongside someone like her, like that's just such an honor. And then to win, it's just like, what? What? So yeah, go, go Elizabeth. I'm here for you. You go Debicki. I'm here for it. Succession, the succession cast basically swooped up everything and good for that. I feel like it's one of the only TV shows in like the last decade that's maintained like such a strong cult following and integrity and the storylines are so well crafted and it's an ensemble it's such heavily ensembled and it's done so well like that is so hard to do by the way so I I I think that's amazing that they won and they deserved it Barbie beat Taylor I mean we talked about this but honestly they deserved it I think um, Barbie deserved it I think they expected to win more because they only they won that and then Billie Eilish and Phineas won the the song they did for the movie but like they didn't really win anything else so I think like they expected to win more I think which I was I okay I don't know if Greta was nominated for director but quite frankly she probably deserved to win for director because that was hard to do I think Oppenheimer one for a director. I'd have to check that. I, I, I haven't fact checked that. So don't, don't quote me on that. Don't quote me on that. Okay. Also Jennifer Lawrence, when she, she was nominated for that rom-com she did on Netflix. Was it called hard things? The hard things? I forget, but she was nominated. And when they pan to her, when they're reading the nominees for her category, she literally looks at the camera and she says, if I don't win, I'm leaving. And it was hands down one of my favorite moments of the night. It was so underrated. It was so good. She's hilarious. No one gives her credit for being so funny. She is so funny. And let's talk about the fact that she walked the red carpet for the Globes and went from interviewer to interviewer. And all she wanted to talk about was the real housewives of Salt Lake City. (laughs) I have so much respect for that woman. She's amazing. Pop off to J-Law. Also, like, I'm not going to give this any airtime apart from to say their host choice. Not even going to say his name. The host choice was terrible. I do remember seeing, and I don't know if it was true or not, though. Like, I remember seeing prior to the Golden Globes happening, a bunch of media headlines saying, like, this person passed on hosting the Golden Globes. This person passed on hosting the Golden Globes. Like, honestly, if you want to save the Golden Globes in a hosting standpoint, you need to bring in a host from SNL, the OGs. You need to bring in a Maya Rudolph with a with a sidekick. You need to bring in a Kristen Wiig. Like, you need to bring in the OGs. Because they do a good job because they don't make fun (laughs) of (laughs) people to make fun of people to hurt them. And it's just like, I don't know why male hosts like to do this. Also, I will say this. I think he's getting the host is getting a lot of crap today. I will say this. Yes, he still got up there and he said the lines. But it is so much on the writers and it is so much on the producers They are the ones who write that. And I'm almost watching him say these jokes. And I've seen quite a bit of his comedy. And it's almost like he's uncomfortable to be saying them. And that's not me giving him any credit because he is an idiot for doing that. But 
I almost wonder how much of it he had a say in. I really do. Um, if he did, you're a moron. I'm just letting you know. Like, why are you trying to alienate your audience? Why are you trying to alienate your audience? That's one of the things I really have a problem with with stand-up comedy sometimes and stand-up comics is why are you trying to alienate your audience for a shock factor? Wouldn't you rather all giggle together? That's what I would rather. That's what I can tell you. That's what so many females would rather. That's what a majority of men would rather. Like, let's laugh. Let's not bully. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense. If we're laughing at bullying, then we're bullies. I just don't get it. It's so lost on me. I will never understand that. So I think, you know, I think it has a lot to do with did it, uh, I think it has a lot to do on the production side and I think hopefully the Globes next year make some better creative choices. I really do. I think the Golden Globes need to take a hard look at themselves. And I hope that every award show yet to come for 2024 takes a hard look at the Golden Globes as a learning lesson of of what not to do when it comes to a host in terms of not him, but like what you allow them to say, the script, the feel, the energy, where you take the comedy, like pay attention to it. It matters. Like people care. Okay, I'm going to. Okay, we're going to move on from here. Okay, let's move on. Move on from the Golden Globes. Uh, why are all the planes falling out of the sky? What is happening? What is going on? No, legitimately, what is going on? There was last Thursday, there was a pla- a small plane crash, meaning the plane was small. The crash wasn't small. The, the physical plane was small. I think in the Bahamas, a man and his two children were killed and the pilot. There was the Tokyo plane. There was the crash in Japan where a passenger plane was landing and a coast guard plane was taking off and they hit each other and people on the coast guard plane died and everything burst into flames and then now we have an Alaskan Airlines plane we're just part of the plane just just part of the wall of the plane just flies off mid-flight or maybe mid maybe they might have been a, a, um ascending I don't know but it just fl- like have you seen the video or the the pictures like it's just a huge it looks like it should be like the size of an airplane door has just completely disappeared um if the, I would never get on a plane again if I was on that plane you would not I I can't. Whenever I'm sitting on a plane and there's turbulence, you should see me. I'm white knuckled. I've flown so much in my life. You know, at 17 years old, I got on a plane across the world and I'd never been on an international flight before by myself for God knows. It was like a 20 plus hour flight. Like I have done so much flying in my life. I fly all the time for work. All I fly everywhere. And every single time there's turbulence beyond like a little, I, I'm white knuckled. I'm like, we're going down. We're going down. This is the end. And every time I say to myself, I'm like, it's fine. This is how I meant to go. It's fine. It's fine. Make it fast. Every time I say that to myself in my head, 
it's probably not a good thing. <laughs> you probably don't want to sit next to me on a plane, especially international flights where we're going over massive bodies of water. Like when I'm flying back to Australia, you should, no one wants to sit next to me. And I'm in economy. Okay, let's be clear. We're not playing $30,000 to sit in first class. That's insane, by the way. By the way, if you're someone who can pay $20,000 or can justify, I'm like, even if I had $20,000 that it was like, yeah, you don't need it for anything. It, you don't want to give it to charity. Use it on a flight for first class. I would be like, no. For, you're telling me for 17 hours I'm going to spend $20,000 for a ticket. Do you know those are like the prices of first class like long haul trips? It's insane to me. I'm like, don't get me wrong. I understand charging a mass premium for that. But, but t- like 20 grand. Like, are you kidding? Are you joking? Are you, are you joking? That's pretty. That's a pretty funny joke. So I'm in economy. Um, I'm in economy. And when I tell you, you know, we make economy comfy. We figure it out. It's 18 hours of your life. You're going to be fine. You're going to get through it. And then you can have a little luxury when you get on the ground. That's worth the money to me. I don't need the luxury in the air. Well, okay. That's not me saying I'll, I'll never say no to a free upgrade. And I'll never say no to using miles. And I'll never say no to, to paying a small cost to maybe sit in premium. Sometimes you can get a good deal on a business ticket if you're really ahead of the game or like smart and savvy like that. I've done that before. I once flew from, where was I? Uh, I was going to Hawaii for work. From LA to Hawaii. And I got the ticket. And it was on, and they the ticket was already paid for for me, and then it was only a hundred and ninety dollars to put me in business class for this flight. I think it was because there were so many seats available on the flight in business, like their economy was booked, but in business there were so many seats, and I think it had to do with I think it was Hawaiian Airlines, the upgrade thing with Hawaiian Airlines is very different or whatever airline I was flying with maybe it wasn't Hawaiian I don't know but I paid $190 and I got to sit in business class and it was like so fun I felt like I was so cool I was like it's worth $190 for sure I would pay $190 that's that's a decently long flight so like I would do that if if I had the money at the time I had $190 and I was down to do that and I, I I had a great time that's what I'm saying like it's all about like balancing the situation and just 20 grand for a flight like that I couldn't I couldn't stand also I hope everyone on that flight who lost part of the the door I hope they get a refund or something or a discount or something like that's traumatizing I don't know if this was true or not so this is a big allegedly not sure but apparently where the door blew off it there was no one sitting in the window seat And then there was a child in the middle seat and the mom was in the aisle seat and the mom had to hold the child into the seat as they figured out and landed the plane. And I'm just like, no one was in the window seat. Like that's a Roman empire for me. I will think about that forever. No one was in the window seat. What? And let me just be clear. I say that because I am a window seat girly. I'll always take the window seat. I will fight for the window seat. I've had to sit in the middle seat a handful of times. Let me just say, if you're a middle seat person, I have questions. (laughs) 
if you like to sit in the middle seat, I have so many questions. Um, also, if you like to sit in the middle seat when you're flying by yourself, I have so many questions. I guess when you're with friends, it's a bit different. But I have so many questions. But I have so many questions. I just, what do you psychologically like about the middle seat? Anyway, so I don't know what's going on with the planes, but I will tell you this, okay? Alaskan Airlines and United Airlines canceled hundreds of flights after one Alaskan, after this Alaskan Airlines flight suffered this midair incident. And Alaskan Airlines has canceled 141 flights. That's 20% of their scheduled departures, by the way. It's 20%. While United Airlines had to cancel 226 flights. Wow, that's a lot. That's crazy. So I'm guessing both these airlines were using this certain new aircraft. Like they were using this updated aircraft. Because all I kept reading was like this was a new update or a new aircraft of some type. Like this was the new... 737 MAX 9 aircraft, and they're now grounded nationwide. So that's interesting. Okay, well, I hope they figure it out because this is not safe and not okay, and it's giving me anxiety, and I'll be walking everywhere from here on out. I'm not even getting in a car. I'm just going to walk. You need to go to Australia. I'll walk. Mom will be home in a few years. So I really can't get over that no one was sitting in that window seat. I really can't. And here's another question. When people, when that happens, can like the people on the plane talk publicly about their experience or does the airline like shut them down with NDAs so they don't like swell up the press? I really wonder about that. I really wonder about that because I, I've watched like a lot of documentaries about like uh, plane crash incidents. Like there was a really bad one. Um, that was going to or from Australia because it was a it was an Australian airline, and uh, in the middle of the flight, and it was like the middle of a huge transatlantic flight, the plane dropped. I believe they lost engine power. To my knowledge, I can't remember it correctly. If you care, I will look into it again. I watched a whole documentary. I was fascinated by it for the longest time. They lost power or engine power and they so they just basically it was like going on a roller coaster and then dropping. And I know they dropped a lot because people were like thrown to the ceiling. Um, you know, people had forks thrown into their hands just by the the force of, of of it dropping that far. And I do know I remember like they couldn't they could hardly get anyone to talk in the in the documentary because so many people had been silenced just with like legal documents so I I I do wonder like what happens in that situation I hope they just get a discount I don't care about them talking publicly I hope they get a discount they get their money back they get something because no one deserves to have that happen and that is on the airline um so figure that out I guess okay we're wrapping up today's episode I promise I know it's longer than normal but has anybody watched fool me once on Netflix if you have can you write in and tell me your thoughts I'm just started it so don't spoil it for me I'm excited because I am like, oh, this is a good show. You should go watch it. It's on Netflix. Also, if you want a movie recommendation, I don't usually do this, but it's like rom-com, but better. It's called Ghosted. It's on Apple TV. I actually am a big fan of the the writer, Rhett Reese. Like it, it's a really good movie. Like it's a really good movie. And 
you should go watch it. Go watch it. It's really good. Like it's really well produced. It's really well written. And it just had me like I was like, this is a great movie. Like I feel like rom-coms and especially like maybe breaching a little bit outside of, of rom-coms into like action uh, are a dying breed and not done well and cheap and corny and maybe just like they used to be great and they're just not anymore. This is like bringing it back. So go watch it. It's really it's really good. And it's also really well cast. I'm not being paid to say that. I feel like that sounded like an ad. Like none of nothing on this podcast is an ad. Let me be clear right now. As of this given moment in time, nothing is an ad. That's the episode for today, you guys. I'll see you tomorrow. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Please write into the podcast. The email is in the description of wherever you're listening to this. Please call into the Buckle Up hotline. I currently, for this week on Wednesday, do not have a Buckle Up segment to talk about because some of you think it's funny to call in and be drunk, okay? I can't air it when I can't understand you or when your story makes no sense. I I had one woman call in and basically just speak gibberish. She, I know she spoke English because she started in English and then it it just turned into drunken, blurs like it made no sense and I was like this was I thought I had such hope so anyway please call into the buckle up hotline the number is in the description below I love you all thank you so much for supporting the podcast thank you so much for listening to today's episode please write in tell me what you like tell me what you don't like please please I'm begging you I'm okay I am begging you if you want me to keep doing the podcast in any shape or form I'm I'm actually begging you. Can we please leave a review? I don't care what it says. Write your opinion of your cat. Uh, tell me something something funny. Make write a joke. I don't care. Can you leave a review? Because so many people listen to this podcast. I can see the numbers. I have no people writing in the review section if I do may I don't know how I I don't know what's going on I can't see them I can see some of them I can't see many of them can we leave a review can you even leave a rating can you put in five stars I don't actually care how many stars actually yes I do five stars I'm worth the five stars anyway I love you by the way how are you I mean write in and tell me how you are I think you think I don't care how you are I genuinely do because like I've said many times um you guys are my friends so there's that there's that. Okay. I love you all. Have a fabulous Monday and don't do anything I wouldn't do, but that gives you a lot of wiggle room. So you'll be okay. Okay. Love you. Bye. See you tomorrow.